This is Bards of New York, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We'd like to thank you for tuning in and listening, wherever you may find your podcasts. It means more than we can say. If you find yourself enjoying this little story of ours, and know someone who might like it too, let them know. All the best legends do spread by word of mouth. Now, sit back, grab a snack, and welcome back to the world of Cordia. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Bards of New York. And episode, what, two? Technically two of, of Regulus Genesis. Uh, it's been quite the week. Hope all of you watching and listening later are well. Uh, very happy to be here. Very excited for round two. And again, have no real idea what's gonna <laughs> how this is gonna pan out today but we will find out together couple quick announcements as we go uh if you direct your attention directly below me you will see if you're watching of course uh a slow roll of our new character art which was done by the esteemed brilliance that is uh vix draws from top down tabletop and so just keep an eye on those as we go they are absolutely top tier i said this to vix at the time uh but you vix you went not only and met my expectations but far exceeded them so we are just very thankful to have this and i'm sure we'll do some uh, uh social media dump with these as well in, in oh yeah due, due course but here they are uh gaze upon their glory Additionally, just another thank you for to, to Pallywags for this fabulous layout. Very, very stylish, very New York, uh, which we'll be using for the foreseeable future. Uh, and then for the next announcement, let me bounce to Hannah. Yeah, um, we just wanted to address the elephants who are not in the room. <laughs> um, wow. Thanks. Scathing indictment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woody and Dan are not with us. For the foreseeable future, for very good reasons, um, we lock them in a closet and we'll never see them again. Um, and it's we... great. And it's nice. We got a lot of room at the table. <laughs> oh, <God>. A lot <laughs> of room. It smells so good in here. Ah. Uh, we are really excited to finally be able to like properly talk about it. Woody, uh, as you guys know, is on tour for South Pacific across the country, and we will put the links to his show in the discord so if any of you if he comes to where you are you can go see him and and please tell him you're coming and he'll come show you some love woody has a voice of an angel so if you can go see him it it's worth it um and then our sweet baby boy dan is working with pig pen theater company on a cruise as well doing some really cool shit and he just left um so wish them both break a leg um, Mared, if you're a dancer. Yeah. And they'll be back with us soon. Soon enough. We still have a whole god to introduce from yeah. Woody, and that's, <laughs> so that will be happening at some point in the in the next month or so, for sure. And then Drew, for the next one. Yeah, so um, just wanted to talk about MLK Day. Um, it's great. We love MLK, but we can't celebrate without the proper legislation. So please call your senators. Let's get this voter pr- suppression thing out of the window, you know? We gotta we gotta have equal voting rights, so please uh, call your senators. Damn right. Damn right. And back over to Will for the... Right. Did you see the rhyming thing? 
I, yeah, oh, just, yeah, okay. yeah, I did. Just, I did. just stretch it out. I, I stretched it out. No celebration without legislation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how the pandas is black. That's the, that's the pull quote. Right. Uh, so, before we get fully started, I'm going to go continue a counterclockwise rotation from last week, and I'm going to have Drew pull our uh, Major Arcana tarot card for the session. So, take your pick. What do we got? The King of Cups. Ooh, the King of Cups. I love King's Cup. So, where am I? (laughs) The King of Cups. Uh, Traditionally, this can mean a couple things, but I I have uh, printed this on my wall because I take it to mean taking stock and putting value in the things of your past, but not holding on to the past so much that it may cripple you moving forward. Mm. So, all of that we can take for tonight's session. So, I guess. here's to holding our cups and letting go when they're empty. Exactly. Holding our cups and letting... Well, mine's empty, so... Cheers, cheers. <laughs> let go! Oh, let go! Let go! The last dregs of Ribena. <laughs> uh, right, then, without further ado, I think it's about time to pan the camera back down onto the interstellar celestial object that is the hearth. This glittering spire of crystals and sunlight and magic, upon which the gods find their home. And it was on this hearth that we had our last session. You as the newest batch of gods to be born, created, made, come into fruition of your own accord. You were assembled on the hearth to meet the rest of your so-called family in a meeting that was led by your semi-fictitious mother, La, who gave you a breakdown of your new family, the other members of the Crucible, along with the structure of the hearth itself and the way it was layered. Uh, And one of these gods took a particular liking to the group of you. Kirahan seemed to sort of tag along with you, mostly intrigued by by your presence, by your freshness. But Sindar, the uh, elementalist, all that moves, was most attached, in this moment at least, to Midnight. Uh, And they seem to have some kind of ferocious, feisty banter between the pair of them that led to a sparring match in the Room of Requirement, the all-purpose room, the danger room, the Chamber of the Fates. So while the pair of them sparred, the rest of you, accompanied by Kirahan, watched, spectated, made a bet in some cases, and thanks to some careful group manipulation and uh, the threshold being reached for Sindar's elemental wrath state, it, and then a really spicy nat 20 on a persuasion roll, uh, the the verdict came to be that Midnight was the victor of this, this sparring match. So Sindar went off to sort of take a breather, lick their godly wounds, and Kirahan went off to, as they say, retrieve their book. And that left the four of you in the newly reset Chamber of the Fates, this room of hexagonal plates, with the idea that in some point in short order, you'd be meeting downstairs at the World Beacon to traverse down to the planet. So it's here where we'll fade up today with the four of you in this room. And before I turn the floor over to the group of you, uh, I will just say that having had the two other gods leave, 
midnight sort of struts over again stretching a little bit having been through quite the bout they look fairly fairly knocked up uh not necessarily like dying on the spot but as far as you're pregnant. familiar with gods pregnant pregnant Mm, knocked, knocked around. <laughs> knocked around. <laughs> yeah. He's Great. Funny. Um, uh, the, he's funny. He's not looking very well. He's not looking not looking fresh. Uh, but you see him go over to the sort of where Sindar was and is like pressing, stamping on, prodding some of the, the plates of the room, clearly trying to <clears throat> test it in some way. And their attention seems mostly directed over that way. But... Uh, I turn the floor over to you guys now, as for the first time so far, you are left completely unsupervised. Um, so, should I go down? Should I go down? Please? Yes, I, I do not see why not. Absolutely. Midnight? I think I'm good. You're gonna, you're gonna stay? Think so. Let me just, and you see him like stamp one of his big rabbit feet a couple times, and then he does a big hop and a jump and lands on like on both feet on a hexagonal plate, and with that same telltale sound, a portion in front of him flips over and almost like with little flickerings of magic that almost look like digital glitches, seems to without changing the surroundings conjure up an image of Sindar in her big beefy, giant, big chunga state. Just sort of standing there. You see Midnight sort of crack his neck. I think I'm gonna practice a little more. Didn't like the way that one ended. <clears throat> Gotta make it right, you know? Go on, go on. I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you watch him like focus up and like get into a deep like lunge squat in front of the copy of Sindar and get very still. Good bug. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Uh, right. Uh, let's go down to the, the, the tree. You know the way, right? Have you been down there yet? Yes, I believe first we're supposed to meet at the Kirhan at the bottom of the heart. Isn't that how we get to the tree? Exactly. The world. Yes. yes. Oh, great. <laughs> then I understand. You were you were saying in the grand scheme, where do I want to go? And well, I and I and I agree we should go down to the, the tree. In the grand scheme, where do you want to go? Oh no, I meant more in this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> so to the world beacon. Aye, aye. Okay. I try to summon my teleporting yeah, 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 yeah. sensations. I'm assuming you're all looking to do how, like, the same. I wish, no. I wish, with all my heart. <laughs> I click my hill three steps. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'll take the stairs. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I figure you're all gods. If you want to make it that much harder on yourself and conjure stairs down a, you know, infinite flight to get down there, absolutely, that's within your right. Um, See a couple asteroids past her. But, right, oh, yeah, cool. literally. Walk the length of the cosmos. Um, so there's nothing any of you want to do before you head, you just want to head to the world beacon? Uh, I don't, I want to see the elves so badly. Does anybody else want to do anything? 
What was the place? Hold on. What was the place that we couldn't go more than once? The pool? The pool. Oh, yeah. Lost said something about. The, um. I wrote it down, I thought. It's the, uh. The, the mind bleed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking glass. That there was some numerical mind restriction on that one. And vision. Is it on the way? Is it on the way? Well, that's Probably. up to you, given that you can seemingly transport yourself to any portion yeah, of right. the place as you so choose. When it comes to teleportation, there's no actual order to You're space. right. There are no restrictions. Okay. There are, of course, restrictions. To teleportation within this place. In all things, <laughs> there are restrictions. Right. Like, okay. So... I actually wanted to check out the mind bleed. Right. Uh, well, it's on the way. Do you want us to come with you? If you want to. I mean, we can even test to figure out why more than one can't use it. I'm going to meet with Kira Han, and I'll see you guys at the... What was the word for it? The world's beacon? Uh, Downstairs. Uh, Downstairs. What, what if you just came? I wanted to speak with Kira Han. Oh, me too. But we could do it together. Yeah. We could we could go. You seem like you know a lot. Do you need me? Oh. And interesting. I this is my first time here. I've just been in my zone, and so I would like as many buddies as I can get. And midnight already left. So yes, I understand. I should say that I, this is also my first time in this structure. I have not before been here in any long capacity. So, but if I am here to help, then so be it. Bye. Starts teleporting. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Okay. So, <laughs> goes to Kirahan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great. <laughs> so we're going to go to the mind bleed first, take a brief brief stop at the pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. And that's the session. <laughs> so, right. Good night, guys. See you, see you next week. Um, yeah, so I'm assuming you all just place your hands individually on a hexagon, think of that image that you were presented with before, summon your own little glyphs in front of you, and then becoming one with energy and light, seethe through the matrices of the hearth until particle by particle you are reassembled next to each other. Thank you. And as you reassemble in this room, sensation coming back to you, being less now interconnected to your overall subconscious godliness, your godhood, but back again in a more physicalized or localized form on the hearth, you find yourselves in the forefront of a very, very vast, wide-set, domed cavern, almost. And the whole thing seems to be the inside of one giant geode, right? With fairly large crystalline structures making up the entirety of a one single piece of, of stone or imitation stone or whatever it is that glitters and glimmers with sharp points all across the walls, the curved ceiling. And the whole thing is lit from this one large light source on the ground in front of you. As you've appeared, you have like a crescent of polished marble-esque standing space 
in front of you, about, what, 15 feet uh, wide and 30 feet or so uh, in length, before it gives way to a metallic rim that runs the rest of the whole length of this room, which must be easily 60 to 90 feet across in both directions, if not bigger. It's, it's kind of hard to gauge the distance with the way the light is refracting. And this, it's beyond the metal rim here that where, is where the light is emanating from. It's this slightly curved pool that runs the whole way across from the edge of the marble platform that you're on to the all the way the other side of this room. And it has a gentle concavity to it. This bright blue water. It doesn't seem to be like necessarily actively like glowing, pulsating, or even with bioluminescence, but it is giving off some sort of light enough to refract off the geode crystals above you. Uh, what's everybody's passive perception? Mm, that's a good question. <clears throat> well, my passive perception can sign contracts and join the army. 18. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's 10 plus your... 10 plus uh, your... All uh, of your perception bonuses. So, so wisdom like, plus proficiency, if you uh, want. Okay, if you're okay, proficient. Okay. And if you have expertise, also oh, that. 14. Fuck me. 14. Why am I never proficient in perception? I'm an idiot. It's like the most used skill in D&D. It's um, true. Yep, I never, I never pick it. No, I mean, the... that means you got one other one that yeah, you're doing other people usually else. don't yeah. pick. And oh. usually somebody in a party sees what Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, better than mine. Just don't ask to look anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're all fine though for the most part. I think here, uh, it's the immediately available thing to you is that, given despite the fact that this water is perfectly still with this concavity and this light, it does not reflect anything. It is not reflecting any of the crystals around you. It's not reflecting anything at all. Um, and then to obviously see more, you'd have to stand at the edge, look into whatever you, you want to do here, but the room is deadly quiet. And, co- like, cool. It's not cold exactly, there's no breeze, but the, there is a, a lightness to the, the air that there wasn't in other rooms. I stand at the edge because I want to see if I can see my um, reflection. Yep, you walk right up to the edge of the the... The marble platform and look in and nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Fucking Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to do that moment in High School Musical two during Bet on It. Of so course, good of course, at all yeah. To see yourself. Not okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop. Not gonna stop till I get my shot. That's what I am. That is my plan. We'll end up on top, you can't bet Great. on Great. This is where I began to laugh. This is not what I expected when I wrote the mind but I guess I was confused. Yeah, you're at the edge of a massive golf course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gotta work on my yeah. swing. With an early orange ish red yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta to, do the, to the film. You know. That's just Southern Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Do, do we jump in? Can more than one of us jump in? Do you want to jump in? Jump in. I'll do it first. You're just jumping in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of float around over it. So like, like hover up down. and look. Yeah, okay. Uh, so these two things happen at once. First of all, as you're 
as you like drift up and look in, are you like actively like trying to see what you can see through it, or just trying to watch what happens as your fellow god dives into the <laughs> the mind? Oh no, I'm trying to see just what I can see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? Roll me. Roll me a perception. It got <laughs> Roll me a perception. If I die, I'm sorry. Oh. Face. Yeah, this next one's going to be grand holes. This is going to charge it for Of 16. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah, you drift up over, and as Nevrik is yeeting themselves bodily, uh, you, before the waters get disturbed, you can see that there's not a lot going on in the pool necessarily. Uh, this light doesn't seem to have a, a, a definitive light source that you can see. Um, mm. And it also, with you said a 16, right? Yes. As you drift past the, the marble platform and over it, you sort of get a couple different angles of sight on it. And not only can you not see a bottom, but you can't see internal walls either. Love it. Dope. Uh, Nefric. You are, are you swan diving? You like pencil diving in? You belly flopping? Cannonballing? What's going on? Um, yeah, we're we're the divine flop, dive. Yeah, the divine dive. The wings are also <laughs> pointed backward. You know, right? Doing the whole, doing the whole thing, yeah. like tens across the yeah, board. Kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah. You go for a, a dive and you get. Well, actually, can you just for the sake of it? For the sake of it, can you give me an acrobatics? Yeah. No, of course not. That's a dirty 20. Dirty 20, yeah. You give a, a beautiful, nice arc, you know, through the, the wings, like, pivot as you do, you and you end up directly pointing downwards, hands in perfect diving position as you hit the water. Yeah, you gotta do that pike at the top. And as you hit the water, the pair of you see this and sort of see the, the perception of this happen. It's more slowed down than you'd expect, and you're able to perceive it on its more frame-by-frame frame moment. As Nevrik's ha- fingertips touch the surface of the mind bleed, there's a bing that echoes in a single ripple, Oof. moves out across the, the surface of the water. And everything slows down, and Nevrik is suspended, you're mostly vertical, hands there. And as the ripple makes its way slowly towards the edge of the, of the pond here, of the pool, uh, you can feel a, a binary begin within you. Uh, you can choose to proceed in physical form or in mental depth. Proceed in mental depth. Sounds fun. Right, okay. So, as you come to that conscious choice, the ripple speeds up, hits the edge of the sides of the pool, and lights up. And like a little radius of light begins to circumnavigate the uh, the perimeter of this pond. Uh, you feel yourself in the air being gently pushed back towards the the marble viewing platform or the, or the area of the marble viewing platform. Are you going to allow this or are you going to try to stay above the pond? I allow it to push me. Okay. But I'm, I'm like, I think that I try to... Un- like as it's as it's pushing me, I'm trying to understand like what exactly this like force is that is pushing me backwards. Sure, sure. You can roll me an Arcana check if you like. Okay, okay. Second roll. Mm-hmm. A little bit worse. Okay, okay. Fuck. Jesus Christ. 
Now, last one was a 16. This one is 6. 6? Uh, yeah, magic. Oof. Magic, magic of the gods. Uh, hmm. Ishtava, are you doing anything, or are you just, are you just like... Got, again, your second <laughs> day bucket of popcorn out, like... <laughs> You know that gif of some, the guy walking to frame and flipping out the folding chair? Yeah. This gonna be good. I feel like that's your entire <laughs> entire thing. Uh, oh, this gonna be good. Okay, so... <laughs> Stupid motherfucker went first. As the pair of you watch that blue light begin to circle around the pond, Nevrick stays in frozen diving position directly above the pond with the, just the fingertip touching the... Just the tip. Just the, just the, just tip. the tip touching mm. the pond. Nevrick, as you make that conscious choice, body straight out of the water. Just like fuck, you're absolutely erect. You're absolutely (laughs) erect. Um, I I would like to slip myself. (laughs) Unin just goes. Now you feel with his position. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Except he does it to himself. Yeah, he buries himself, and that's fine. Sorry, Woods. Uh, He's on stage right now. It's okay. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. So. As you make that conscious choice, in the split second you see the blue light appear, you feel yourself fall. But you have an awareness that your body is somewhere else. You fall seemingly into the pond, but its color changes. And you don't feel water rushing by you or anything. You're just drifting through bluish-white light that becomes whiter and whiter and brighter and brighter as you just fall through space. And the farther you fall the more you don't necessarily feel alone. It's not even like there's another person with you or something is watching you. There's just an interconnectedness with something else as you fall into this space, into this energy. And something from this interconnected web of sensation almost pings out towards your senses. And if it could speak, if this sensation came with words, it would impart to you the understanding of the question, what would you like to see? Whoa. What would I like to see? Go with your gut. First thing that comes to mind. Well, I want to see what's going on downstairs. But before we go. Okay. And how it all began. Can you see, is it present time? Is it past, future? What, what is this? I, I, you don't know that. Okay. So what's your final answer here? First moments of Regulus? Yeah, first moments of Regulus. You sort of think that, you respond to the energy, the first moments of Regulus, and the energy rushes like a river without form, but there's just that feeling of tempo increasing and speed tripling and doubling and exponentially climbing as you feel yourself fall and fall and fall into a pinprick of what looks like darkness amidst the sea of white energy and the pinprick grows and grows and grows until suddenly it envelops you in pitch black nothingness. And the momentum stops, though you can still see these pricklings of white fog almost around your vision. You've lost sight of your body, if you ever could see it while falling. And in this sort of field of view that you've got, this huge, bristling ball of light, almost looks like white-green flame, drifts 
into your field of vision and passes by you. Almost hard to look at directly, but you have no other choice. Right, you can just feel searing heat and and power, right? It's like uh, if you were standing in between the world's two largest magnets, both of which, which had its negative ends pointed towards you. This just like oppressive force all around you as this huge thing drifts. And as it drifts in front of you, almost like you were pulling at curtains or fabric, right? This of everything. This liquid darkness is pulled around this sphere of heat and begins to roil and boil and and toil and trouble, yeah. (laughs) It begins to completely surround this sphere and you can still see little prickles of light coming through this liquid curtain that's been pulled over it before there's a great flash blinding you briefly before dimming down until what you've got in front of you is a giant molten piece of rock with rivulets of lava and energy crackling all over this orb that slowly cools and cools and cools until the lava is all but gone and then with a second flash still bright but dimmer than the first and tinged with cerulean as that second flash comes to an end the ball is now covered in water And that's sort of where the image begins to slow. And that white begins to trickle in back to your vision first slowly, then all at once as you feel yourself pulled, right? Like by a fish hook, back upwards and upwards and upwards until out of the pool you go, you guys back on the marble platform. It's been all of, I don't know, 10 seconds, if that, before the blue light fades back down into the water pulls backwards as if the ripple was playing in reverse until it reaches Neverick's fingers. As soon as they make contact, Neverick is sprung back to land, feet first, on the marble viewing platform. Whoa. That was an impressive trick. I thought you were going to go inside of it. <clears throat> well, I did. Maybe not physically. Uh. It was... was beautiful I it, it seemed to be asked what I wanted to see and I thought what I wanted to see and I saw the forming of Regulus itself from the very beginning I had never seen anything like that it was beautiful um, if you want to try it I think see anything you want. I think I'm okay for now. I too am fine. Perhaps another day. Well, shall we we? make our journey downstairs? Race you there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How fast can we all teleport? Let's see. What fraction of the speed of light can we... Wait, everybody roll a d20. See who gets there first. You know what? Sure. Sure. Damn it's it. Raw. I got a nine. I got a 12. Oh, fuck. 
I have rolled a six, a five, and four. Great, because only well, you still have three more I'm places to go down. Clearly going down. Yeah, basically, yeah, never. You come back out of the pool. Oh. I think I saw the beginning of Regulus. Yeah, bye. Just <laughs> gone. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming you're all going to the, the World Beacon, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, you mingle with your outer consciousnesses as you drift through light before reassembling back in a new room. The third room that you've, or fourth, I guess, that you've visited since you've been here. Uh, it's a, quite a simple and sort of beautiful little chamber. It's oval-ish in shape, uh, dimly lit by some crystalline sconces along the, the ring of the oval here, and it's all kind of ornately carved, sort of in, not with anything particular, like partic particular images or anything, but that it's like Celtic knotted carving-esque imagery. It's like swooping lines and Mobius strip-like patterns carved into the seemingly almost hard wood of this, the, the walls of this room. And the big light from the ceiling comes from something that looks like an astrolabe hanging above the middle of the room. These swirling uh, rings of brass with discs on them, in the center of which hovers this large iridescent crystal that is actively glowing with light with a thin, almost physical beam of light pooling down from the base of the crystal through the astrolabe onto this multi-layer circular dais that's in the center of the room that is ringed with runes. Ringed runes. And as you're all brought sort of on one side of the oval looking at this, the light from this crystal illuminates two figures standing there uh, right on this dais. One of which, with their back turned to you, uh, sort of whom you vaguely recognize, right? With the leafy feathered pauldrons, the leathers, the woods, uh, is quite clearly the, the, the figure of Kirahan. And behind them is a figure you are unfamiliar with. They are quite broad, tall, um, but most of their physical features are obscured by this beautiful, almost purple, velveteen cloak that they wear that covers their entire body, split down the middle, but it's closed, topped with this almost gilded bronze mantle and a big hood that comes over, only revealing some quite angular facial features and these glittering blue eyes under the, like almost blue-purple, really, from under the hood. And they're facing you, but clearly talking to Kira Han, and as you materialize in, you see them sort of peer over Kirahan's shoulder. One moment, young one. I think they've arrived. And Kirahan whips around. Ah, nice, excellent, good. Uh, took you long enough. And as they come and sort of walk over towards you, you can <clears throat> see orbiting them like a, a, a moon or a, a miniature planetoid or something is this sphere of seemingly pure white chaotic light and as they walk closer to you within that sphere of light what's causing the rippling are infinite myriad tiny pieces of parchment just swirling around in this ball of energy as they walk towards you uh and as they get close within a couple of feet of the three of you ah uh, sorry about this this is going to be a bit of a pain but uh just grit your teeth and bear it and don't do anything dumb yeah great great uh Alwyn, these are my friends. And the robed figure is still, back still to the 
the dais and everything looking straight towards you. And as they take a couple steps forward, they whip one hand out from their cloak, still keeping it mostly closed, but just getting it out. And this little, what starts as a bead of like red liquid, spirals upwards in, until it reaches this long, almost spear-like object that splits into three and pronged into this, this like three-pronged, it's like if you took a, a trident and bent its points apart to meet at the top. Hmm. And they use it to clink, clink to walk across the, the stone floor here, just meeting you halfway, not getting that close to you. So it would seem. We have not yet been introduced, though you now know my name. I wish I could say it was a pleasure. Is it not? That remains to be seen, new god. Remains to be seen indeed. It has become clear to me that you are attempting to set foot on the planet below, is that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I am not in favor of such a motion. Why not? For I am Alduin, god of balance, and your presence there would upset such a thing. What, what if we pretend to be like them, and we don't tell them that we're gods? Regardless of your intent, it still is fledgling down there. And I do not trust newcomers to keep that peace lightly enough. What's the worst we could do? You tell me. Kill all of them? That's about it. What? You are not helping your case. What are you afraid? I was asked what the worst we could do was. I assume that is the worst. Perhaps leading them down a worse path would probably not be as good as killing them. Aldwin. Um, hi. I'm Ishtaba. Um, I just want to see them. I just want to, because they come to me eventually. So I just want to see them. And why rush? Have you never been curious before? Curious? Right. He looks over towards Kirahan, who sort of is just like... Curiosity is not something that I am willing to afford at the moment. How can we govern and be gods of things if we don't know them, if we don't see them, if we're just told about them, but we we need to see them in order to be the best gods that we can be. After all the, the three main points you've made, roll me a persuasion check. Please. <laughs> Get <Extra> over please. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good, I swear. Oh, baby, baby. No, it was not. It's a wild world. Um, that is a natural 20 plus. I'm proficient in it. So that is a wow. 31. It's a, a team of gods full yeah. of faces, I guess. Okay. Uh, 
What does Aldwin see under the cloak? Ooh. Oh. Uh, I mean, mind? can you read Aldwin's mind? No. Isn't it passive? I don't know. If, if I know who people see. In my mind, I thought it worked like a mirror. Or like, a, uh, not a mirror literally, but like hmm. a looking glass of... That's an interesting, and, interesting and metaphysical point. I probably, wonder, you might not know what they Would see. that give you some kind of identity crisis? You just know that they see something that is not. Mm. Then what do you see in yourself? When you, if you were the yeah, looking mirror... Here's what I'll say, what I'll say. I will, I will say, instead of <laughs> you intrinsically knowing, I think there is something to be said for... Ishtava is as Ishtava is, right? And mm-hmm. and presents themselves a certain way. I will, however, for each time you're wanting to to, to feel that out and sense what they're feeling, you can all will perpetually have both advantage and uh, what's the word proficiency on this particular insight. Even if you don't have insight anyway, um, to insight check them on what they see. Okay. Because uh, I think that's that's you you can never be more insightful about anything out. You know, this is something you're intensely familiar with, but it's different for every person, and it's, I don't think, something you're, you don't get like a dossier ping in the back of your mind. Uh, so if you'd like to know, you can roll me that advantage insight check, that Ishtava check, if you like. Ishtava check. Is that cocked? I think it's flush. It's flush. Okay, well, that's fine, that's fine, because that's a 20. That is a 21. Okay, perfect. So I will preface this with a question in a Socratic mm-hmm. way. How do you think this feels for Ishtar? What does it feel like when she reaches out to try and sense what someone else sees within you? I see a bit of their inner child. Like it's that m- the most innocent part of a person. That's what I see. Okay. Okay. Because that's what that's what they need. Like, the, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you you've you've made your case to Aldwin and you're making you make considerable eye contact with them, sort of lean towards them, so perhaps they might get a better view at you. And you just the sense you get from them, this inner sort of moat of of Aldwin. Um, are you are you familiar with the painting uh, A Wanderer Above the Sea of Fog? That like romantic era painting with the person with a cane standing on a cliff edge looking out a bunch on a bunch of clouds what is it called wanderer above a sea of fog googling it now okay okay mm-hmm. so that's the sort of sense that you get uh from them and this just sort of like this echoing peacefulness this tranquil solitude and within that you can gauge that what they see you look like is something probably fairly similar to themselves. Mm. Uh, and you you can do with that what you wish. Okay, great. So they look at you. Cool. You see them steady a moment. And they clink, clink, this little spear on the ground twice and those three prongs twist until they all face the same way and bend forward and the thing shrinks down to a, what looks like a redwood walking cane. So just put it between their hands and relax a moment. They can see your points, new god. Perhaps it would serve you some benefit, but I will hold you to your prior 
allowance. I would have you all, should you choose to visit, assume a form less imposing to mortal eyes. I would have you go unnoticed as what you are, if you can do so. I was speaking with your friend here, he looks towards Kirahan, about my concerns regarding the particular group of people you intend to visit. They were not designed by us as a whole. They were a pet project. And while I can understand the amusement found in such a thing, I think it is dangerous to meddle too directly with the uplifting and creation of a people. They move too quickly. They already have. When you meet them as you will, should you meet others who inhabit the planet below, you will see they are not on the same pace. And I wonder if such a thing is wise. So I ask you not to do too much meddling. And I will be watching. Yes, Daddy. Father. <laughs> yes, Hamdel. <laughs> then go. I wish to see what you attempt to take. What form you choose. One question. Hmm. If we unintentionally break one of your rules, what are the consequences? Why should such a thing matter? Do you intend to? No, but like I said, unintentionally. That was the premise. Again, you're a god. Can you not control your intent? I do not answer that. <laughs> we shall see. Should you cross a line I believe unwise to cross? It depends on which line you tow. But there will be a reaction. Some sterner than others. I mean you no ill will. Merely I'm trying to keep peace between two sides that are differently scaled. Does this make sense? Correct. Besides, the rules only appear, as the case may be, when the line is until you all only one god had walked the surface so I am still defining what balance means as more of you arrive by the century it would seem literally the three of you the three of you posted up on your first day in the hearth and were like got a balance get fucked like you literally <laughs> get bent one of those sure okay talking about my gym. do you have anything else no then I would wish to see what forms you choose to take what does an elf look like Oh. Hmm. They are small. Or perhaps not small in 
reference to the rest of the creatures. Hmm. Jorahama leans over and is like, don't worry, mate, I got reference, I got reference. <laughs> and he pulls the little orb down and sort of just puts it between his hands and the orb of flickering pages flattens out into this like rectangle of white light in front of him and his eyes go bright white and you see flick, 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 you see like lots of stuff moving in his eyes as everything gets white and still on the, the page of energy. He's Bruce almighty through... <laughs> Liter- uh, literally. Yeah, yeah. Through prayers. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just flickering, flickering, flickering until suddenly the white light is bisected into four quadrants. And his eyes still, and he places his hands in front of himself, and as he presses four images on four almost illusory pieces of parchment appear in front of his hands towards you. Uh, one, they each have an image on them, but the first piece of parchment is like divided in half and has two images on it. So you see on this one, there are a bunch of like glyphs are all around each page, like erratic moving writing, but the images on the first page, the, the one that has two, like, lo- like tall, fairly angular people, um, both have pointed ears, but the one up top has is depicted with like much longer hair that sort of flows because these images slightly move. We're not talking like you know Wizarding World paintings, mm. but they slightly shift. Much longer hair. Uh, <laughs> There's a Slauson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, the the <laughs> official dance move of Regulus Jones's uh, <laughs> angular, but like mostly. The defining features seem to be like the pointed ears, pointed fingers, and like pointed toes. Uh, and then the one on the bottom has shorter hair, but has much more angular facial features, like an angular joints almost. Uh-huh. And seems slightly like shorter in stature a little bit. The second image is of a shorter but broader thing with again pointed ears and uh, protruding teeth along with a smaller third eye in the forehead. Uh, And they are shaded in just a hair grayer than these two. The third image is of a wildly tall, wildly, like, weirdly, actually very reminiscent of the way Lars' body is built. Like, backwards legs, backwards arms, uh, very almost muted facial features, um, and, like, almost scaly hair. Like, less less actual hair and more, you know, plates or scales or something. And the other one is the, by far the smallest of the group and almost looks like an animal. It's kind of hunched over, uh, has no hair and really long ears, and has its mouth hanging open to reveal a bunch of teeth. Uh, but it's just sort of holding there. And Kirahan holds... Does this help? Yes. Great. This is them. These are these are uh, the old bloods, the old blooded. The, in in our tongue, we call them the Elven Arm. They look weirder than I do. I don't know what to tell you, mate. They just how they came out. You had to use pieces of a tree. What you? I don't. I don't know what you were expecting, really. <laughs> well. I mean, I, is this Vendu? Like, no, I just. They are quite remarkable. That's that's the the word. That is the word. I just thought I looked weird. No, you're fine. And, and, and I see that there is weirder. Certainly. 
So it's cool. And they're surprising too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're, a, they're an interesting bunch. Ishtava, like, takes her hood off. Their hood off. His hood off. All genders. <laughs> <laughs> the cosmic <laughs> thing. My, 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 my hood off. Mine. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> um, and cy- cycles through all the pictures. <laughs> pronouns are mine. With my. their face. <laughs> my pronouns are mine <laughs> and mine alone. Mine and mine alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I go by infinite. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I cycle through the little, like, one. <laughs> Can I get that again for the folks at home? Time, <laughs> the little white one? The little... <laughs> for those of you listening to this later, uh, Hannah decided to give you that noise while, like, absolutely doubled over, claws and everything. An actor does prepare into their given circumstances. <laughs> Whoa, and the heat of okay. these two sweatshirts are getting to me. Um, <laughs> and then the next one... I just like let the eyeball pop out first in the middle of the forehead and then like get all broad and like <laughs> stretch it out and look and go <laughs> Do they speak? Do they speak? Um You know that's a that's a good question. A, a couple of them, like literally a handful of them definitely do. Whether the groups of them down there have then if it's traveled that way, maybe. I don't know. I told you before, it, 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 things are going to either move really fast or really slow, depending on what you feel like down there. So I don't really know what to tell you. So, but if you talk, you'll be looped in with a specific group of... Short answer, yes. Long answer, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I shift to the super angular person. Okay. And put my cloak hood up, and I make my cloak hood look like, or my cloak look like, like tatty robes. Sure, sure, like 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 hermit kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're choosing that one again, your godly subconscious is going to pick up more acute details than even your conscious mind would be aware of. So you take that form of like really severe cheekbones really pointed chin hook nose almost like angular eyebrows pointed ears and your skin defaults to a, a literally metallic shade of light bronze like it actively glitters um it isn't like highly saturated so it still looks like flesh mm-hmm. but it's clearly metallic it's sort of like the the shade of the, the has the kind of metallic resonance of that notebook yeah okay a little a little edward cullen sparkle to it and it is about bronze. Cool. Right. Excellent. Good. That's gonna that's gonna go well. That's gonna do do bits down there. Do bits. Uh again, Aldwin. Absolutely. Hmm. Next. Unin starts shifting um into s- slowly. Uh, gains the features of the uh, less angular elven kind. Yeah. Um, the more floaty st- one. Yeah. St- still, still bald. Yep. Does not grow hair, and uh, skin still remain like can only really go to a like a, a grayish. Perfect tone. Perfect. 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 And I think, again, just to preface for both of you, though this one Ishtava is capable of of just form changing, right? The pair of you, whether you as gods are aware of it at this moment or not, in your case, I think you probably are, uh, you can assume a a singular 
mortal humanoid form on uh, on Regulus. You can you can also traverse that as your godly form, but people will know what you are as you're coming, and then you have like a another form that you take. It's not like Zeus where you're out here, you know, polymorphing into every fucking erect animal that you feel like. I do have a spell. I mean, that's that's true. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this I would say is your your classic, uh, the form that you take when you choose to to walk down there as a a mortal. It's basically like, I look like what a drow would have looked like, but there is none. Yep, great. But, but but there is none yet. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> a bald drow. This will suffice, I suppose. That leaves you. Well, see what we can do here. Um I'm 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 thinking I wanna keep the blue color. Sure. Um giving you like moon elf, Lilith. Giving you moon elf, okay. So serving Lilith. Yeah, serving Lilith. Is that your your primary like guiding thought of like what's my mortal? Because I, I don't have you assumed one before. Do you think? I don't think so. That's that was my assumption. So you think like this is my identifier. This is like who I am. That's what's carrying through. And as you try not to assume, think you know, sort of push yourself into more mortal confines, tethering that blue through. You shift from this winged godlike feature into the second image the scale-headed toothed sl- like slightly shorter slightly broader form uh, and maintain though it's not as divine and glowing as you usually are this blue skinned hue and Kira Hans goes fine this will do. I have not forgotten you, young one. Looks towards Kira. I know, I know, I know. Closes up the the parchment so it folds back into itself into that rippling sphere of uh, pages and, and lights. And he says, one, one second. He turns to you. Don't think I've forgotten. It's written down now. It's written down. So you, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Mm. He takes the orb and he tilts his head back and his mouth, like in almost Looney Tunes, elastic comic style, his mouth stretches extra wide open and he just swallows the light. Swallows the whole thing. Full on mask. Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) And as his jaw (laughs) snaps back into place, it all starts to shrink. As you can watch the light travel down his throat, it bleeds through his clothes as he starts to shift and pull inwards towards himself with this weird sounds of like bubbling liquid and crunching wood and almost like leaves being stepped on underfoot as it all snaps into place. And in Kirahan's place, uh, in what's about the size of probably a, a volleyball, is a very large... Sparrow, beautiful emerald green or forest green plumage with a light feathered belly that has a slight glow to it. You can see it since it's a dark room, there is a glow to the, the belly. It's just flapping in place. And his beak doesn't move, but do you like what you see? You like it? 
Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice. It's well nice. So he flops over and perches on your shoulder. Right, we off? Yes. Yeah. Lead the way. Oh no, after you. It's your first time. Do we get there by floating? Or is it the same way as the teleporting? Just uh, why don't you step into the light? How about that? <gasps> oh, I step into the light. <laughs> <laughs> the pair of you watch <laughs> Ishtava in her, their elven form step up onto the dais and into the light and just basically fall. <gasps> just gone out of view. Hmm. The Unin walks forward without a second thought. As you step up and on, you... Or, I'm sorry, floats. Sure, yeah, again, even in mortal form, never quite, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, it might become a problem. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Somebody might have a tone. You drift up onto the days, and as soon as you pass into the light, the pair of you can hear Sparrow Kirahan say, Tally-ho! As you, again, <laughs> gone. Leaving just you and Baldwin watching. Flat faces ever. I would suggest you join them. Are you going? Oh, I'll be watching, but I'll be staying right here. Thank you very much. It's kind of boring. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just walk on in <laughs> after saying that and go. <laughs> you could see him start to open his mouth to say something, but before he can get the words out, your sense just dissipates as you plummet. It doesn't feel... F- it, it, well, let me describe it like this. It feels both extremely fast and extremely slow all at once as you shoot Kind of like when you're mingling with your consciousness to teleport through uh, the hearth, but it's more localized than that because you can see everything. Hurtling through space, you can see the stars ripple past you like comets. The light from the hearth getting slightly dimmer at first as you pass under it, and then brighter from behind you as you become more directly in line with it. As you travel, this only semi-visible column of light directly down to the glittering blue planet below. And as you're hurtling towards it, you get a good view of the planet itself. So I will, at this very moment, throw the current state of the map into Discord. Ow! Hit me with it. Just muted. So this is essentially like a bioblast. Yeah, kinda. Kinda. I already called him Heimdall. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So you are flying down towards this this massive continent, which takes up most of the front of the planet that you can see, right? You've got some oceans ringed around it, but it, it spans this huge breadth with basically this... It's got four corners, but it's sort of bent inwards on each angle with a large... Two large mountains on north, uh, both northern corners, the northwest and northeast. With the northwestern corner, much darker rock, craggier rock, and across the snowy north, as you get to the eastern side of the continent, you can see a taller mountain that is uh, not actively smoking, but it is uh, starker, taller, and and, uh, pierces the cloud layer a little more. And then following your eyes down the western coast, you have some craglands that open into widespread coastal grasslands and plains that bleed down into something that looks darker and marshier on the southwest corner. And on the eastern side, you go from these snowy mountain tops and that one craggy peak down through these mesa lands into what looks like a burgeoning desert. 
in the southeast, but bisecting the entire thing is this great verdant forest. It teems with life, though there are different patches of coloration that you can only see briefly as you're rocketing down towards it. But even from space, in the center of the, these, these trees, you can see this one gargantuan-looking tree just towering above the rest of the forest. Even from space, it looks taller than the large mountain. It's humongous. And that is the general direction that you rocket towards. And as you get closer and closer and closer to the surface of the planet, your vision bleeds away as you seemingly not only become one with your own outer consciousnesses, but the world itself, Regulus beneath you, melds with your sense. And for a brief shining moment, you are one with everything. And for as quickly as that moment arrives and as quickly as you're able to experience all of that, it fades away, almost leaving that space blank so as to not overwhelm your fledgling godly senses. So as you that a god can get to an orgasm. Yeah, I would say so. Or cocaine. Uh, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, That's an Everick. <laughs> <Great. laughs> just uh. here through the world beacon. <laughs> now the question becomes, if you do that in the world beacon, does everyone in Regulus hear? Does everyone hear it? Yeah. Does it sound like a fucking thunderstorm from above? Because you're connected to everything. <laughs> or does everyone know? Some at once. <laughs> <laughs> do I cause... <laughs> right. The That's the a question for a day of our law one the day. It's the first. No. Yeah, the, 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 the primary first, orgasm. Put it in the records. Um, cool. First. Cool. Gasm. I was doing great description and we ended up with the global nut. The, the global nut. <laughs> uh, as this brief sense of, of complete mental unity fades away, you appear with, with a massive gust of wind in a physical space. And for Unan, this is not new to you, but for Ishtava and Nevrik, this is a new sensation. The sense of wind rippling through a, a mortal facade, at least, right, that you've, you've both conjured. The feeling of, of grass underfoot as you stand atop a somewhat sloping hillside that just peters a slightly above the majority of the tree line, as you're clearly in the middle of this great forest that you saw. And uh, piercing your horizon line some ways ahead of you, but uh, it, you could see it from anywhere, is this great tree towering above you, that even from this distance you can see glimmers of light through the bark, movement all throughout it, and movement all throughout the woods as well. As the wind brushes through the grass here, woods behind you on the other side of the hill, woods in front of you, a little sparrow on Unin's shoulder sort of ruffles their feathers, chirps a couple times, and then speaks to all of you. My new friends, welcome to Regulus. And that's where we're going to take our little 15 minute break here. All right. So let's come back at, uh, let's just say 7.45, 46-ish. Perfect. Yeah. To venture forth. Sound good? Ooh, we're going to fuck up some elves. Yeah. Uh, we'll good you guys. Right um, back. See you shortly.
Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take your conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like I can get a better grasp on what I prefer about podcasts in general, and then also how to specifically apply those things to my own. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Right, uh, after a brief hiatus there. We definitely have to fix it again. We, oh my god, we definitely do. <laughs> we'll fix it live. Brief takes pause. Uh, but we are back. I hope you got you some beverages, got some snacks, because we're going to need them. We are now venturing throughout the world of Regulus Prime. So, as you have all beamed down as uh, Kirahan the Sparrow has welcomed you in, before anything happens, before we do absolutely anything else, I need a big perception check from you. All of you. I don't see shit. 22. God. 22. What okay. Because it, it, and you know, it's because of that <laughs> damn poll in the chat. It's because of that fucking poll. <laughs> Fuck all of you. It's probability shifting. Come on now. Fucking quit. Does that mean that you rolled you in that fail? one? I quit fail. And the bet is one. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, bet against his own man. Um, I skipped over two. Yeah, you just jumped <laughs> right through. Uh, I think that tracks. Um, I think you are more really tuned in to something else currently. Um, oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I think that I think you're not even paying attention to what's going on right now. Proximity. Uh, exactly. Got direct it. you direct proximity. Fucking hell. Um uh, how what did you get? I Just got crack it Just crack it up. A nine. It's like I it's got like a nine. right next to a nine. nine. It's like the shit when you open open a bag of peach rings in the movie theater and you want to do it really slowly. It's <laughs> if I was next to them, I could clip us into oblivion, but I won't, I won't do that. <laughs> Somewhere Dan is rolling on a boat. In his grave. <laughs> the boat is rolling on a boat. Oh, no. So, the thing, <laughs> you don't sense. notice any of this. You are yeah. literally getting, getting a download. Somewhere else. Um, but the thing the pair of you first notice is that time is sort of static at the moment mm -hmm. uh, as you shift so too do things shift if you've ever played the game super hot that's where I'm at is like as you guys move things seem to move your perception seems to be tied to how your perception of the world seems yep. to be tied to your your direct choice of, of how you want to perceive it at the moment mm -hmm. okay um, I love that. 
something that, and that's that's primarily what you're focused on, along with just the fact that you are on a hill in the real woods, right? Filled with life that is eventually tied to you in some way in this cyclical nature. But with that, a 22 for Nevrick, right? As you are on this hill, facing the tree, looking presumably for the 22, you can gauge roughly that you are looking eastward. If you turn to the north, past the tree, through the, the network of these wide woods, you can see in the distance some smoke. But that's like a, a good ways away. Um... And that's, that's primarily uh, what I will say. So as you are here in this sort of semi-static frozen moment, Kirahan welcomes you and then says, Right, uh, I'll meet you there. I'm going to go do some things that I shouldn't probably do and prepare them for your arrival. But hush, hush, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, off you pop. And he just jumps off your shoulder, Unin, and blaps away at rocket speed. I'm talking like breaks the sound barrier like gone. <laughs> towards the tree, the big tree in the center. And as he flaps away, as he's moving, you watch everything speed up to semi-regular speed with him moving faster than that around. And once you can't see him move anymore, things still to your your own operative perception. If that makes any sense. Mm. Feel free to yell at me if things aren't making sense. This is going to be a semi-cerebral campaign. Makes sense. Great. All right. So, do we go say hi? I say we do. Unin? Unin? Do you not work down here? Apologies. Yes, let's go say hi. I take a step and I think, elves. <laughs> elves, please. Yeah, uh, can you roll me? If we were in 3.5, I'd say a willpower check. Uh-huh. Um, a wisdom? Sorry? I, uh, this is where, okay, okay. If anyone is in the, in the chat, I'd love to know what other people's opinions think. If it's physical willpower, I would say it's constitution. I'm not saying physical, right. it's like I'm mental will, like the, the, the uh, Strength of mental fortitude, right? Uh-huh. Like, I say that's wisdom. That's, uh, yeah, but, but then Ivy is... defines it as like when it's magic coming from somebody's basis, like that's a sorcerer's magic comes from like your charisma, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I can honestly accept an argument on either front. So let's say for now, if you want to argue wisdom, I will accept that argument. And uh, from anyone else, you can argue either <clears throat> wisdom or charisma. It's definitely not intelligence is what it isn't Mm -hmm. so if you want to roll wisdom for that roll me a wisdom saving throw okay i mean either way it would be the same everybody or just well ishtar was the one who thought elves and makes a move does does that balance it out i don't know how i've never done this two times in a session (laughs) okay let me keep count wait yeah wait is is hannah in the lead now uh, no, there's no way. I, well, well let me message this. I rolled one last ses- session, so okay. you're, you're in the Hang room. on, hang on, let me see. Uh, we are now... Uh, you two are now tied. You rolled... Uh, Did I roll two last session? Yeah. Did I roll one? 
You rolled one crown. crit success. I mean, <laughs> yes. so. Uh, That's okay. so you're, you're both Someone balanced right now. I am currently in leading crit fails. <laughs> I have two crit fails, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, thank you, Nemi, for the count. I appreciate that. Let's keep it going. Clearly, I'll catch up. Yeah, so you think Clearly. you think elves and take a step, and the pair of you watch as Ishtava in this new... Uh, does your elven form present in any particular gender or no gender? I think it's very... Androgynous? Yeah, androgynous, because Ishtava has no idea what yeah. these people actually look yeah. like. <laughs> Just like... Literally took the blueprint that you were given on the page mm. and colored it in. Yep, shaded exactly. it in. Great. Uh, yeah, you watch this uh, this angular elven form sort of brace themselves, take a step, and as their f- first foot leaves the ground, this foot that's on the ground cracks the hillside with a pulse of energy. There are cracks in the ground, and Ishtava just, just skips across the landscape. Just gone. Work forward. <laughs> you hear on the wind. Do it and you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> As the, yeah, the gentle wind rolls. Get fucked, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you're just drifting forward at normal speed, like exploring the forest as you go? Or are you gonna like try and like get there quickly? Umin is taking his time. Great. Perfect. Maverick? Um, with the roll for. Today's emotion. I've chosen joy. Um, okay. Out of the sheer happiness to be in this place, this new place. Um. His wings are invisible. What, what are we doing about the wings? Uh, that, you. Uh, while maintaining your mortal guise, you can still fly. Your wings are invisible, but that will draw you a. In with if mortals are looking at you, that obviously draws a certain amount of. Suspicion, depending on what crowd you're on, right? But you can, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll fly, but out of sight. I'll try to keep it... Oh, like like flying, but in the tree line, yeah. kind of? Yeah, perfect. Okay. And not... Are you skipping through time, or are you going I'm at normal pace? I'm going at normal pace because I want to enjoy, e- enjoy and explore. Great. So, for you, roll me a quick stealth check. And then I'm going to come back to the pair of you shortly, because you're basically going at the same pitch. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just going through the forest. Just, yeah, just drifting. What yeah. was that? It's a six. Six? Yeah, I mean, you, your wings are invisible, but they're brushing the leaves, yeah, right? You're, right. Like, you're rustling the treetops as you go. No, I, I, I imagine, a, like, you know how in um, in Invincible, how they can, like, they, like, they fly and can be, like, in just any direction, mm-hmm. and when they're doing it slowly, it's just, it's just like, just moving. Yep, just drifting through. What Superman can do as well. Technically, uh, should be able to. In theory, okay. So the pair of you are moving through the woods, uh, moving through the the heart wilds, and while we uh, give me one second to make sure if I have my everything in order here, um, I'm going to come back to you guys in a bit. <laughs> Gets up and leaves. <laughs> ready to, to say it's okay do you want to do you want to resolve that for yourself come for pie great okay <laughs> uh this is where i leave and 
hack my stuff and move out of the city. And we put Ava in the... Yeah, Ava DMs right Oh my god. Okay, so I'm going to come back to you guys in a moment because you're enjoying the woods and I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But our esteemed god of the afterlife just uh, yeeted themselves quite a far distance. Mm-hmm. So, Ishtaba, you, for you, you feel like you're moving at a relatively... At a, at a tempered, fair pace, like a steady, nice jog, uh-huh. but it just rips by. You are your perception, your godly perception allows you to to just move within the rules of this world uh, a lot swifter, right? It's like dropping uh, oil into water, but you are the water, just like swishing around the slow oil of the world and glide through existence. Basically, skipping it. Uh, have we seen the Eternals? Question mark. I have not Actually, yet. Okay. I'm gonna watch. There's a great movies. way they p- portray super speed in that. That's sort of what I want to imagine here. Just this like skipping across the landscape with you moving at a regular pace and the world moving incredibly f- swiftly around you. Like the vampires in Twilight. Or <laughs> if you know seen... that. If you've seen the flash, that's as if you're uh, yeah. in Justice League. That's as, as if you're yeah, moving exactly. your body yeah. and but you're. <laughs> You move <laughs> not at the right speed that your legs are running. Uh, Did you watch Justice League Zack Snyder's version? Yes. No. Oh, well, that's fair, too. It's too long for it. I, I'm really fast, so though. I yeah. understand. Uh, we, the, for any of you reference. out there who have seen, or read, rather, the Cirque de Freak vampire novel series by Darren Shan, there is a word they use for the way vampires travel in that that I'm specifically referencing here. Unfortunately, I forget the word, so I'm just describing it in a circuitory fashion. Um, In any case, by the time your body sort of comes to a stop almost naturally, uh, you have breached a clearing in the forest. Now you're at the level of the, of the, the forest floor, but the tree line is all around you and behind you as you stand on the threshold of this enormous tree. There's about uh, probably, uh, I would say, a quarter of a mile of unforested territory between the tree line and the actual massive tree itself. And it's in this quarter mile that you can see the roots of this tree, so massive and so gnarled, they have in waves broken through the ground, knotted with each other, creating these little grottos and crevices and little spaces as these roots themselves are defy defy quantifiable description really and this tree again as i said before it's mountain sized if not bigger the canopy dwarfs this entire clearing and though the tree is fun to look at right this beautiful bark these little iridescent rivulets of moving sap or energy in the crevices of the tree the beautiful leaves the opening amidst the roots the many openings what I think to you is more interesting is the life that's teeming around it. Absolutely teeming. You can hear little chirps and squawks and cries from all over. And I'm not just describing birdsong, though there is some. These little, you know, tweeting sounds and soaring cries and whatnot. But there is this, like, almost sublinguistic chatter that ripples across the tree and as you're standing here at the very edge of the clearing you can see things moving everywhere walking up the tree 
bark like it was stairways coming in and out of pieces of the tree, coming out of what looked to be almost like little huts or domiciles nestled in all over the roots that I was describing in the grottos and crevices and whatnot. There are people everywhere. Everywhere. And they are of all shapes and sizes within the margins of those little pictures that you saw. Uh... Not that this has been your favorite role so far, but I will, would like another perception from you. Well, that's uh, an 11. An 11? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just on a basic level here, the by far the, the majority of things that you can see are the little ones. The little almost animalistic ones you can see them clambering around everywhere, <laughs> skittering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're everywhere. <laughs> they're they're up in the branches. They are clambering up the bark. They are all over the place. Um, probably just from right here, you could see a good few hundred of them, just like scampering Ooh, around, like the the pygmies in um, Let Me Return. Compared to me, how big are they? Uh, well, how big are you exactly? Uh, I right now, like I'm this. The height of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but not the build. Like, like so sure, sure, just, just just the height. <laughs> I'm the build, the but stance, not the but height. not the substance. Well, because I'm, I'm angular. I'm the, yeah, yeah. Of, I'm the height of Danny DeVito, but the stature. <laughs> but I walk like a fucking gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. That's an I image. Just I, I, I now I just can... a small, but like Danny DeVito, like gorilla, like. Yeah. <laughs> um. For those of you at home, I just want it to be made clear that I found out today that some of Harambe's genetics were saved to preserve the next generation. That's all I want to say. <laughs> what? In the line with chunky gorillas. That's all I. That's all I have to say. So I'm six foot five. I just go six foot five. Tight. Okay. Yeah. So the little ones. The little ones. Um, Rock is six five. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was tall, but I didn't know he was fucking six five. Um, oh, Jesus. When they're on all fours, they wouldn't even. They'd come up to like maybe at best your knees. Uh, when they're standing up, hunched over, a little higher than your knees. They're small. Oh. They're small. Um, and then the, you see, filling out the rest, you can see a lot of the the others moving about. Probably within your field of vision right now, I would say you can see total of all varieties. Somewhere between, like, 250 and 300 people. For, like, scattered throughout the whole thing. The tree. The, the tree, the, the roots around the tree. Mm -hmm. And as you've just sort of like slammed into this area, almost with a resonant thunderclap, as you've appeared, <laughs> it hasn't drawn the attention of everyone, but people are looking your direction. And there are a little, there's a, a awareness ripples through the group. Uh, and it, it's only moments before, from the very center of the tree, this huge archway that glitters ringed with that same iridescent, almost opal sap. Uh, from the tree itself, a little vanguard comes out. And it's a small group of, like, nine individuals. A uh, couple of the, of the toothy ones, the bigger toothy ones. A uh -huh. uh, few of the both kinds of the angular. And then Leading them is a one of the like the floatier of the angular stock, uh -huh. right? The one sort of what Unan has taken the shape of, uh, 
with hair drawn back into, like, white almost hair drawn back into a bun. Mm -hmm. Um, Something akin to, like, bifold robes that look made out of mostly scavenged material laced with vine and whatnot. Uh, They carry some kind of a knotted staff Mm -hmm. and something that looks awfully like what will be known in future years as a book on their hip. Though it is bound with some kind of like a really rudimentary like skin or leather or something like that. And on their shoulder is perched a fairly chunky, semi-glowing sparrow. And then this group approaches, cross is starting to cross from the tree towards you. And as they move towards you, of course, more attention is being drawn your way. Movement is stilling. Uh, but it's about a quarter mile left to travel. What are you doing? Um, I'm uh, uh, watching them, and I'm tailoring my appearance to look like I belong more and more. So as I like okay. see people who look like the one I chose, I'm gonna just like slightly alter it so that I look very much like I am them and not other. Does sure, that make sense? sure, sure, sure. So slightly muting the sheen of the skin, making it a little bit more olive as opposed to bronze, but still with a little metallic nature. Uh, maybe tattering up the robe a little bit more. Um, not in like a used way, but in a just scavenged uh-huh. way, right? Uh, and then I'm, I'm still going to be as tall as I am, but I'm going to hunch over a little bit. Okay. And make myself look a little older. Great, great. Just like weathered. Yeah. Right? Uh, can I get a fat little performance check? Oh, God. Yeah, I can try. That's a 10. That's uh, Cool. Let me just get up a little, a wee stat block here. A wee stat block! Give me a sec. Why did I take medicine? I should have taken performance. I had the choice. <laughs> what does medicine even mean to God? To God. Yeah. What does a medicine Penicillin? Mean to a Never God. heard of her. Uh, cool. Penicillin? Give me one second, mate. I got a roll. Got a roll. A wee bit of an insight check, don't I? I don't want to be the one who fucks things up. Aldwin's gonna be mad at me. Oh no. Uh, you got a ten. Uh huh. Cool. Uh, so you're approaching the groups, though, right? You're like meeting them in the middle, or you're just gonna yeah, stay I'm just gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look as as non-threatening as possible and kind of hobble over. Like, like you know, like how a I don't know eighty year old person would walk, where they're like a little, they can still move around, but they're a little like, you know, sure, you know, yeah, yeah, like ambulatory, but like maybe not stiff. for long, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not taking the arthritis. Like medicine. I should have a walking stick, just yeah. like that person yeah, who yeah. has one. <laughs> Great, great. Wait, I have my shepherd. I'm connected. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I feel like you made this part of your character. Yeah. I sure. take my shepherd to cook and I lean on it. Like, yeah, you're go. doing the, the full, like, the crone, right? Yep. <laughs> Swimming through land. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you guys meet in the middle. They stop a little short of you, but not, you know, more than a five or six feet-ish. So you can see this group is precisely made up of uh, two of the, the burlier folk, the toothy folk, uh, four of both of the angular folk, and then this one leader. Mm-hmm. And all the eyes from this group look at you, not with 
fear or awe or anything, but mostly just with intrigue. There is a, there is definitely like some of them peering at you, looking like looking you up and down. Um, it's like the only way I can describe this is when you go to, uh, say, an orangutan enclosure at a zoo, and you're basically face to face with them. And you can't quite perceive the totality of their sentience, but you know there is like a, an awareness of eunice from them. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit more weighted than that, but that's the best way to describe it. But this one with the sparrow on the shoulder uh, is very acuitous and is just looking you up and down at first. I think we have a mutual acquaintance. He nods to the sparrow. And the sparrow, like. Just like chirps on the shoulder. <laughs> are you are you gonna are you yeah. the, the sparrow like does this at you and then again very mask like the beak opens extra wide with a set of blunt human teeth Ugh. in the beak and like snaps the finger. <clears throat> Somebody stop me. <laughs> uh, good. I am told to greet you. Welcome. Uh, thank you. I am here from the gods. Uh, the gods? They have sent me. Indeed. I have seen them, and I am to spread their message. I thought you... Yes. Y- yes. Wise one. Oh, I'm not wise. I'm just here to I'm the messenger. But first, show me your lovely home. I wish to rest. Around that time, Unin <laughs> breaks the the wall of trees and just keeps like floating, <laughs> just drifts through. Uh, sh- okay, one one moment. <laughs> right, that was uh, that was more of a yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're not the gods. So like, uh. Of course, wise one. I would be honored to show you my home. Our home. Welcome to my notes. <laughs> I have to <laughs> consult the script. Uh, that's what I thought. My uh, welcome to Uthevenan. Thank you. Let us, let us guide you, old wise one thank you and they sort of like bring their arm around you holding their staff to sort of pivot you pivot with you really to face the group of (laughs) and as you as they sort of like get you in the crook of their arm uh and bring you face to face or they i guess they turn to face your side to sort of walk through the little contingent they brought uh, you can gauge that all of this little contingent is like looking at you, then looking up at this leader, then looking down to you, and the, this person has, has you in the crook sort of goes like, and they immediately move back a bit and form into two groups of four, like part ways for you. How nice. This is gonna be a shit show. Okay. Uh, uh, and as they start guiding you through, almost like sinking their walking stick motions in, or staff motions in time with your cane, 
They lean slightly in towards you. I am Urgaran, first of my people. I I know of your kind. And I touch their nose. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank thank you, wise one. And God, but old woman also. <laughs> Onwards to heart of God. Oh, and you are led through as now more and more of these people are coming out from the the literal woodwork of the roots and the tree to to watch uh, as you are begin escorted inwards. So briefly jumping back to the pair of you in the woods, in the heart wilds. Uh, do you think the pair of you are keeping like relative pace with each other or are you mostly minding your own businesses? I keep up with Sorry, I forgot her name for two seconds. <laughs> it's early days yet. It's early days yet. You met me earlier this day. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever I did. I mean, is. you all have an awareness of each yeah. other, right? Like, that's the that's the, the boon. Yeah. It's like um, grad students, you know? Yeah. And are you, like, on when you're floating, are you drifting down near the ground, or are you up anywhere? One, right? um, I would say that going through the, the trees... Probably a little higher up, kind of like looking at the branches and just kind of taking in the sights. Um, definitely stays a little, like, doesn't go too close to the ground. Sure, sure. Like, at minimum, like... Keeps, like, a respectful distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a five-foot-ish, like, berth. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So, you guys are drifting through the woods, taking your, your time, moving at, like, a regular, regular pace, right? So I'll just say that at a regular pace, it's going to take you a while to get to the tree. And that's fine. I'm just letting you know that, you, that, that you're all sharing separate experiences here. So as you're going through... Should we catch up? <laughs> uh, Maybe later. I, for sure, may, whether it's necessarily alerted by the rustling of the leaves as you're specifically lighting the canopy, or just the, the movement in general, but... Well, I'll backtrack. The forest itself, the way it feels moving through it, is very, very heavy, right? These trees are very densely packed, and they are, A, big trees. We're talking like a redwood kind of forest. Like, these are big, big trees. And they also don't feel static. There's a little bit of the shifting with the wind, but there, there is more livelihood in the trees than that. Um, you couldn't quite be sure if the trees are staying in the same place, if you were to turn around and look at the same patch of trees you just passed through, they it, it's not clear. There is a breath to the mm -hmm. forest as the, the wood creaks and the, the trees sway in the wind. And the energy that the trees all share with each other is palpable, right? This is not a, as I said, static or not a dead forest by any means. Far from it. Unlike one that we as people could experience on this earth, I, I think. And it's, it's peaceful, really. Even as, as, as gods wandering who may have experienced modicums of peace before, this is like a, a natural peace, unattainable uh, in realms in which trees like this do not grow. Um, but, to my original point, as you're all engaging with these trees, seeing the sights, you're also definitely being seen. At least in a couple patches, a couple spots through your journey, 
Uh, the first time is probably only about 15 or so minutes into your gentle hovering jaunt through the woods that a group near the ground of about five or six little hunched over creatures in like scraps of leather clothing with some crude spears on their back uh, led by a very angular like copper skinned being spot you probably see you first but hear the sound of trees rustling and look up to see two people floating through the woods what do you guys do Do we notice them? Uh, it's hard not to, given that the five like little squat green things like <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna gently float down, like an angelic being with <laughs> right. invisible wings. Yeah. <laughs> just literally like Superman, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the light coming through the trees behind you, just like drifting down. Uh, fully touching down in front of them? No. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, oh, no. On some king shit. Oh, this is gonna be so pissed. I know. I mean, we've already done it, right? Literally, like, the sun behind you, silhouetting you, so all you've got is, like, the sunbeams behind your head. I think Unin, in the back of his head, hears, hears the chiding from Alduin, and as the attention is fully focused on Neverick, yeah. kind of, like, melds in with the with the leaves a little bit more There's and, and try to Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Just kind of great. Just like trying to maybe take take the deuces way out and not be the the apex of this. Irish goodbye. Can you roll me a stealth check, please? I know. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. You got it, Ava. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Uh, so, as you drift down, you can sort of sense that Unin is like backing away a bit, out of view. But you drift down, and these the, the smaller ones, the like almost feral-looking ones, like scrabble backwards a little bit, and the copper-skinned angular one drops down fully to both knees head near the ground stand please what language do you speak that in uh do we not have all the language do i speak do we not all have the monk um, ability of t- of celestial at least yeah you you all know common you all know celestial and then each of you knows one language of your your backstory's choice we'll phrase it that way i speak it in common because why would they know celestial that's fair uh assumption good deduction watson and i don't think they know primordial i don't know the, the <laughs> they'd be like uh. <laughs> no, the goblins are <laughs> start like dancing around it. Uh, no the 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 copper skinned old blood here just stays down stays low and then 
like like whistles makes a series of clicks back towards the their little party they've got here and the skittish small ones stop sort of grumble to themselves before one of them takes the largest sack amongst the the group of them and throws it across to the old blood crouched there who just picks it up and holds it up oh no <sighs> I let on the side like that Ushipahopa and then I, I I land to level and then I crouch as well it is yours Yes. And okay. they don't speak in common exactly, but they, they, they try to converse with you. And this is where I will reveal to you, all of you, that though you may not be able to directly speak it, you can understand all spoken language. Okay. As rudimentary as it may be. We get what they're conveying. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because we have, we have minds that are the beyond, like evolved, yeah. evolved, right? Yes. Who are you? My name is Nevrigan. <clears throat> you see those? Nevrig. Who are you? Tamsin. It's wonderful to meet you. Yes. What are you doing here? Hunt. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Well, you can continue. I didn't mean to disrupt. Y yes. You join? Sure. You look back to the, the party. Uh, one of the little ones throws one of these little shitty little wooden and flint spears which the Tamsin catches need? sure yes hunt he tosses the satchel the bag full of whatever back to one of their crew and gives another and they all sort of, yeah, they fall in line and they get fucking low to the ground. Not even just like all fours, but they like spread out. So they're wide and flat to the ground. And in basically of the like five of them, they spread out in like an a reverse V, like an arrow maneuver through the, the underbrush. And Tamsin pulls out what is initially clearly a very crude wooden bow but with a fucking super nice bowstring like mm, a little too iridescent nice bowstring and knocks an arrow in it come 
and he gets low too and sort of stealth waddles into the into the woods following the party there. <laughs> in Mass Effect 1 when <laughs> Shepard like squats and has yeah. the still box. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you've ever played Skyrim and you're using a two-handed weapon oh, and you crouch, yes. you literally get into the fattest squat yeah. while holding this <laughs> it's thing. The funniest thing I've ever. <laughs> and that's sort of regardless of what weapon Tamsin has, that's where Tamsin's at. It's like <laughs> <laughs> stealthing through the woods with this sort of strange bow. Well, I imagine that the goblins are moving not Nobody by said arm. They were goblins. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. Not by not by arm, but by like digit. So like they're, <laughs> they're moving with their fingers and their toes. <laughs> I, so I hate that. So it's canon now. So like from a distance, it looks like they're kind of just like hovering across. Yeah, the they're just glitching. You look closer. They're also kind of like stop motion. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> arm and animation goblins just. Yes. It's like how mice move. Like yeah, um, they move that way purposefully. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Oh, that's more like what we're doing. Uh, so you have seen are you going with first of all yeah I'll go I'm gonna crouch as much as I can being 6'2 and uh yeah follow along <laughs> follow into the woods yeah great into uh, the woods uh you've seen this <laughs> I I let <laughs> Nevrick go on their journey <laughs> great um and turn towards the, the direction we were supposed to be going and I I kind of like, I, I I take a moment to like, like expand my perception and like mm. feel around me, and then try to move at like a speed. Like like, go for it. Go to the pros. Go for it. Go yeah. Or middling to the pros. Like like, faster than one should normally move. Right. Oh yeah, and I, I also don't. I, it's it's probably been a, a while since Unin has been on Regulus and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at that time wasn't exactly like like moving around very much. Okay. Like yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Never really occurred to him right. to go at to such a speed. Do that. But you've seen Ishtava do that, so this is your approximation of, of not faster than what you were just doing, but sort of seeing what your more immediate limits are, yeah. right? Like war- warping. Basically. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for you, I think for you that's going to be charisma, just like native essence, right? And seeing how how that can spread to natural movement. A charisma save on your part. Okay, okay, that's great. It's a one. I got a one in charisma. Oh! But I rolled a natural twenty. Everybody loses the poll that's happening right now in the chat. What is the poll? It would, are you going to roll Will another do it again? one? Oh. I mean, it's till the end of the session, so. Hatred. <laughs> Hatred and sadness. Uh, At least I'm, I'm net zero at this point. So. Yeah, yeah. Natural 20. Um, and total 21. Natural 20, you like, okay, okay, let's see what my boundaries are. And you sort of adjust oh, yourself no. in your direction, expand your senses, and you sort of zoom out, your vision zooms out a minute, you can sort of see roughly where the tree is supposed to be, and it's like bending paper. It's like if you drew a dot, a line, and a bigger dot for the tree, and you just pushed the paper together. Because it's not like you're speeding anywhere, it's not like you're snapping through the distance, or the trees part around you, you just skip the distance. Kind of like how lava 
very similar to how La moved. There's something about Regulus specifically, because you didn't feel this way on the hearth, there's something about Regulus that feels like you, I mean, given what your domain is, you, you put in the work here more. Your metaphysics apply here more than they do on the hearth. That's uh, okay. And as a result, you find yourself almost accidentally just stitching the distance and suddenly you're there in this clearing with a massive tree and roots and people and a little contingent hobbled around a crone moving slowly into this giant archway under a tree. I think Unin definitely takes time to take in the, the god art. Yeah. It's just like watching. Uh, I would say you didn't like make a thunderclap or anything. You just suddenly appeared. Mm -hmm. And people are more focused on this little grouping and this arrival. Uh, so you, don't, you go a little more unnoticed. But as people start to notice you from like the roots or whatever, you get like you get some waves, you get uh, some like hollering at you, not you know aggressively or anything, and not even words really, but just like cries, like affirmative cries mm -hmm. towards you, almost like Peter Pan crowing kind of thing that echoes yes. throughout the tree. I'll refrain from doing this. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of the mic. For, For the sake, sake of the, of the mic. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I, I will start moving forward to catch up with Crone that I assume is uh, Ishtar. Great. So as you were being ushered into the, the tree, a little sparrow on, on Uvaran's shoulder Ch chirps a couple times. I can't do a fucking bird chirp. What do you want from me? Uh, I wasn't saying anything. I, I, listen, <laughs> I, it was great. more myself commenting on myself. <laughs> like, I really, I struggle with it. Hey, but it's okay. You're amazing. You're not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Story of my life. Impressions of, of other people? Yeah. Sure. Maybe like you should. Birds? Mm, yeah. Like, you never know. Sure. Uh, the bird chirps and over on. Uh, sure. I believe um, another of. Uh, a, a friend of you, wise one, has arrived. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They will be brought to us in time. Good boy. You're such a nice yes. boy. <laughs> I have a granddaughter that would love to meet you. My friends, uh, prepare a table for our guest. And this little contingent sort of mutters amongst themselves. It's, again, not fully a language yet. Like, you you, call, you can understand the, the, the intent here as they're chattering to each other about, like, Basically, okay, we'll get the we'll, we'll prepare the oaken slab and get some of the, the finer uh, dried goods and whatnot. Um, and though you're able to understand this in, in relative minutia, it's more like noise-based intent than it is actual uh -huh. language. Like clearly, like noises in the beginning of words that they've they've applied to certain concepts that have just spread through this community in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And this, they, so this group of Eight peel away as you are led through this giant threshold 
As you pass into it, it's sort of dimmed from the outside, like whatever is on the inside of the tree is overshadowed. And as you pass through it, it's clear that that's some kind of enchantment. Because as you enter into the hollow space inside the tree, it's filled with this warm light. As the entire tree is hollow. The whole thing. And on the inside, still lit mostly by all now much more intensely glowing pockets of that iridescent sap, you can see the inside of the tree has been carved and it's layered. And there are more, on the level that you've come in, little ridges in the bark where there are little domiciles and huts and houses that are scaled with steps crudely carved into the, the, the circumference of the lower chunk of this tree. And then platforms jut out higher as you go and there are different things on different layers and it's big and manifold. And there are like platforms of wood that are rising and falling up the hollow middle of this tree, seemingly, going from layer to layer. And it goes below you as well, where only this almost gloaming opal light seems to gleam the further you look down the center of the tree. But it's huge. It's huge. And there are clearly more people on the outside right now than there are on the inside. Um, but this is, this is heart of God, as it would seem at the moment. I want to see everything. Yes? In time. In time. But please. We can do that. We can do that. First, you must be weary from your travels. <laughs> Show me around, you must. <laughs> I would like to put in my two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you you must be weary from your travels, yes? Do you, do you need victuals? Uh, I look at the bird. <laughs> But again, human teeth in, in beak. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> I think I could rest a spell before. Good. Let, let the friends catch up. <clears throat> Sounds ideal. And I will say with Overan, you can, this is language. Mm -hmm. This is notable, this, this is not like, you know, something suppository, it's, it's, it's real. Mm -hmm. Uh. So you are, instead of being led onto the, one of the moving platforms or in if this, the nebulous space in the middle of the tree, Uvaran just leads you up and to the left, up a, one of these long wooden sets of staircases. And you can hear, obviously, movement and noise from the people, like 50 or 60 or so uh, old bloods that you can see moving about. Some are directed towards you, but now that there isn't this big cavalcade around you, uh, you're just a hooded old blood with one of their leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Must happen all the time. So you're led up a little ways uh, round the spiraling stairway uh, just to about a level of the inside of this tree where some of the bark shifts colour from a darker redder wood to a slightly brighter wood. Mm -hmm. And as you get to that threshold uh, some of the ridges of the bark next to the stairway sort of triangulate and part open revealing a rounded little room in the inner rings of the tree, still only lit by that, that cambrium, that like iridescent sap. Uh, and in it, some of the members of the little cavalcade that was out with you are seen throwing some cloth over a literal slab of wood 
that's sat up on a, on a little trunk, uh, and just placing th- things on it, like little wooden u- utensils, uh, a couple slabs of some kind of dried meat, and some vegetation, some very vibrant-looking fruit, like these purple, almost melon-looking things, and uh, mostly soft fruits, but they are they are almost prehistoric, right? They're large and vibrant. Um, and as the pair of you come in, they again sort of direct their attention to you, give a little sort of curving bow, and begin to leave. One of the, the larger ones with the third eye. <clears throat> welcome. Is that a welcome in response or a welcome as in, like, bienvenue? Who's to say? Welcome and bienvenue. They clear out and over on sort of lets go of their grasp of you and takes a seat at one of the stumps around this little covered table. And the sparrow hops off and just sits on the table, starts noshing on the fruit. Just going for it. What is the dish and the fruit? Explain. Please. Yes. Uh, it is fruit from our forest, from the wilds. It is what we gather and grow. Do you like it? He sort of looks puzzled and looks towards the sparrow. Do I? It's not for him to answer, it's for you to answer. I think so. I prefer it to the meat. Does the fruit. <laughs> Got him. The <laughs> oldie Whole Foods. <laughs> Got him. Does the fruit have a name? Uh, harvest? Is that the name you would like to give it? I don't know. I have not thought of such things. It is what we have. Another time, then, for future, you will think of a name, mm. and it will be wonderful. I suppose we will. Maybe you should try it. Ah, you are so kind. Yes. Well, yes, you are a, a ge- an honoured guest. At that, the honour is mine, and I take a bite of the fruit. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it all kind of tastes the same, even if it looks different. Can we taste things? Do we not just taste like molecules? Oh no, I hope we taste things. I, th- I think in your mortal we can guises, you can, you can taste essentially elect. Have been Experience? Yeah. Got it. Um, in your godly forms, maybe not. There are other things you can taste. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> death. <laughs> oh, I love the taste entropy. of pain. Uh, yeah, but they, they, it, it tastes existential crisis. Somewhere between <laughs> I can taste my existential. Crisis. The, the the skin of it, of all of it, is kind of bitter like chicken. and uh-huh. a little furry. Mm. 
but okay. but not unpleasant. And the the fruit is the, the actual flesh of it is very very sweet and not fermented, but like a little bubbly, oh. a little effervescent. This is lovely. I would hope it is. They do two things, and it makes good food and good folk. So it's. I would hope both uses are are beneficial. What do you mean two? Two things. It does two things. It does. Looks at the sparrow. The sparrow's just like eating away at the. Uh. I've been sent from the gods, but the gods. <laughs> <laughs> not the sly! Not, not a star with the open temple. Gods. <laughs> but the gods have not told me everything. That's why I ask. Yes. I am I am but a, a student. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and he, he like leans forward a little bit and takes the leather-bound book off of his hip and just, like, thumps it on the table. I think it, this will help. And it's about at this juncture that y- you have made your way in, unless you have, you would have gone somewhere else. No, 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 no. Just following. Yeah. At that point, I, I would have been like, okay, you as the party. You've passed by and got, like, headed into the tree again. This is not something... This is fairly familiar grounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh... You've had a lot of people giving you acknowledgements, passing you by. Uh, a couple of people have made, even have like stopped, come near you, given you a bow. Good to see you. Well, you know, like gratification. Mm-hmm. Like you can see genuine, uh, if not joy, mm-hmm. uh, but like appeasement by your presence. There is, there is something, a breath of fresh air brought yeah. to people who come into contact with you. Uh, and some people do. Not like negatively, but some people do keep their distance. You can notice there is a there is a some small portion of wariness from some of the mm. people, especially the small ones. Yeah. The small ones steer the fuck clear of you. Yeah. Um, but no one really, no one is even averse to you like not touching the ground, right? Like this is this is something that okay. there is a familiarity with at least in in part. Dope. But you enter into this room, having come up the stairs, uh, and see Urvit Viran plopping this book on the table, and this the Ishtavakron sitting across the table as the sparrow is like just ruining the fruit. Hello, welcome. Why are you talking like that? This is how I always talk, young man looks to the sparrow sparrow again really not paying much attention sparrow is like a mass deep in the fruit like fully just like we just see the tail feathers literally literally it's like sloshing juice everywhere it's just chowing down um and maybe maybe at best the sparrow's head will pop out and you'll hear the the uh, kirahan communication it's good fucking nosh this before going back into the the fruit. Kirahan's an embarrassing family member that you take places and there's a bunch of food and they eat all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Suppose you're right, like, if you have like a bowl of peanuts at like a dinner table, they'll throw the shells on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax. <laughs> uh, I, would, just, uh, I, I, I kind of let, let my focus drift. 
away from that, letting it be. Um, not delving further into the... And, and, and look to the... Uh, yeah, to the other figure in the... Um, Overon gives you a, like a big, an, a, a weighty bow. I did not, uh, I did not realize it is, I, I would have greeted you personally. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. There was no need to greet personally. I greet you now. I will respectfully disagree. Respectfully. <laughs> but I am glad you are here. I hope your journey was well. The ember in me just went like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. I can, I can fuck with this guy. Uh, you di- you, you uh, disagree with the god. <laughs> you dare to like the clouds. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Uh, you are acquainted? Yes, this is my friend, Ish- Ishtava. Yes. They are old <laughs> and young and everything in between but do not fret your mind about that I understand as little as you do <laughs> I am remiss I would be if I were to lie in front of beings such as yourselves so I will not pretend I am not a little unsettled but I am uh, it is my pleasure to make your acquaintance. Please, you are in no danger from me or all my compatriots. We have been told by our superior to keep a low profile, as it were. Our Heavenly Father. Yes. That we can do. I am accustomed to this with our Mutual friend here. As the sparrow is like now moved its way onto the dried meat, just like tearing hunks off, wiggling the little tail feathers back and forth. It's covered Shitting in fruit out. juice, just like ripping the stuff apart. And it's only when all three of you have given it a look mid like jerky fall, and it rips off a last part, hops off the table, and sort of like contorts, distorts and stretches back into Kirahan. Wipes the fruit juice off. Right. What was that? What was what? Do you really like the food here? Yeah, it's good. Excellent. It's good. So uh, we've we've all met. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, New friends. Uvaron. My kid. My kid Uvaron, my new friends. Glad we're all uh, we're all having this little chat. You say your kid. Uh, uh, perhaps, sir, if I may. It it would be easier to l- thread things through. I am the first of my people. Uh huh. Made by our mutual friend, and in turn I guide those who have come after me. You Uh asked about the fruit. All of us, we come from Heart of God, Uthevenan, as Overon gestures around to the the tree. 
my kind is from this. He points to like the iridescent sap. Those that, uh, those like yourself come from this, as it, he knocks on the bark. Some come from the fruit, and some come from the leaves. And we make each other craft ourselves down below. I, I, that is how it is. Uh, how do you make each other? From all of this. From the, you just... It is hard. To explain. May I see? Yes, you may. You certainly. There is. It is not the best time, but you may, yes. You may see whatever you would like in our home. Do you have questions, young man? <laughs> Just the, the act in case some like lowly <laughs> elf walks by. <laughs> <laughs> breaks character for a second. Hey! <laughs> I fucking saw that, bro! <laughs> you know what I mean. Sure. I... I do not have specific questions. I, too, though, am looking forward to a... an updated understanding of, of the goings-on. Indeed, it has been some time. It looks quite good. Uh, you say that it's been some... When, when was the last time you were here? Not that Franz wants to hear from that. Well, that is nice. Um. <laughs> Forgive me. It's the cutest sound it's in the world. So <laughs> Forgive me, time does not always cross my mind. Run. How long has it been? Hard to say. We are not excellent at tracking time ourselves. Uh, many passings of the self. There you have it. Right. Mm. There were far less of you. Yes. Certainly. Certainly. We have since refined our methods of doing things. But I would be beyond honored to show you all that we have to uh, to offer. Yes. And uh, perhaps I may ask, what is it you hope to achieve here beyond viewing our our livelihood? It is unusual. I sort of looks at Kirahan for a moment. Forgive my indecency. I was unaware there was more than one of you. Two of you, really. Now there are more. I uh, is this? Are you? Hmm. Are there more than me? I look at Kirhan, and if if Unin could give like a a smirk, he would. Sure, he sure. Can, he cannot. But like, but like the a, conveyance. But of like that. the understanding of like. Like you, just like you haven't told them. leans back takes another like chunk of fruit and says heavy as the head and just takes a chomp <laughs> fuck damn 
Yes, there are. There are many. Not as many as you. At this, he cracks the book open, and there are just myriads of pages of scribbles and scribbles and scribbles and scribbles, and he cracks it open to a new, fresh one, and just starts etching these little glyphs in mm. with one of his fingers. And it's not like he's scratching it in, but as he draws his finger across a page, these symbols just appear. Fascinating. I would love to hear more, but uh, surely there must be some some intention you have for us that perhaps we are not party to? Um. <laughs> as you do, I don't, uh, this might upset you and it's not supposed to. Um, people eventually will pass on from this world to the next, which is a good thing. And I am in charge of that. Oh, yikes. <laughs> wow, you're giving... No. <laughs> and so I want to see how you live here so I can better make your next world comfortable. Um. And lovely, as you are. Mad- Madam Ishtava, did, is that your calling? Ishtava. What may I call you? Yes. Ah. Again, I must ask your forgiveness from impertinence. But, as he looks to Kirahan, I thought I was under the... And Kirahan just stands up and goes, Well, that's my cue. Uh, if I can hear something correctly, there is a commotion in the ocean out west, so I'll be checking in on that. Commotion uh, in the ocean? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Gonna need to, gonna need to record that on a, on a first documentation kind of level. So, uh, I'm out. Have a fun trip, and I'll see you back home, friends. Uh, bye! And he just again like buckles in on himself and like whips back into that large sparrow form and just blitzes out the archway and out down into the tree and presumably gone. Does he have to go kill Woody's character? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's more of like uh, you know plants goal and yes animals go and so I'm yes. here to study the, the we world. We do not do that. Yes, no you don't. But others who might not be like you who will eventually live oh. might become Yes. Yeah. If you would like I, we, could we I, sorry. Please, please. Could I make an investigation check mm-hmm. into the physiological makeup of what I'm looking at. Like, kind of, like, tra- drop sure. drop, drop out of, um, like, what I'm literally, yeah. like, seeing in, like, the physical world and more kind of, like, look. What this and, person and is comprised try of. Try to discern, of? like, is this, like, barring being, like, murdered yeah. or, like, is this person going to die? Sure, sure. Roll, I would take either an investigation check or an arcana check. Don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm not leaving. Great. Both are garbage. <laughs> Both are garbage. I have. We're back on target, chat. We're back on target. Can I 
payroll to fall off for no reason? I don't think so. Okay, okay <laughs> for no fine. reason. Um, five. Yeah. Uh, I will say you you do you have encountered Overon before. Overon even more than the rest of their like of their species. Mm-hmm. Overon is like not quite a mortal being anyway. Yeah. So. I think you have fairly good reason to believe on a physiological level that they're probably not gonna pike it yeah. the way a plant is gonna pike it. Um, but you just, you're not sh- any, any sure yeah. or anything okay. more than that. Uh, if, if you would like, I would happily take you on one of our excursions, or you certainly can see the, the brood pods. That is a, an easy place to watch the cycle continue. Um, but I would just keep me abreast of what you would like. I should also inform my um, my council that you are here. There are men, there are three other firsts that should at least be aware that there are, and they know you to an extent. But if they should know visitors, I am beholden to to introduce. It should be good to greet them. Of course. Of course. And before any more words can be spoken, the room, presumably the whole heart of God itself, is gently vibrated. And can I have both of you roll me a perception check, please? I'm so good at these. Oh, that was actually not bad. (laughs) Is that cards? Do Do we accept this? I accept that, yeah. Because like, it's it it's barely cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dope. Um, that's a fat twenty-eight for me. Twenty-four for oh, me. Oh, okay, great. Uh, you somewhere in the distance, you hear something that I cannot reproduce as a human being, but it's like a. Hmm? I'm. I will rip the mic apart. Describe okay. it and then I'll Do try. It. Um, <laughs> I mean, basically, you Names hear something that essentially <laughs> sounds like rip the neighbor's down says. This that. like many f- and it's like layered too. Excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Is it like oh. like maybe one of the creatures on like the, in the movie uh, Avatar, like the blue? Creature. Yeah, kinda. It's this like heinous, multi-layered screech yeah. that undulates a few times, and it's clearly distant, but it's loud enough to vibrate the tree. And at that moment, Overon like snaps up, stands up at the table. Oh no. Not another guardian. Um? If you wish to assist, come. If not, stay safe. And he bolts out the door. What's a guardian? At this point, then I'm going to cut to you. Oh no. You are basically crouched side by side with Tamsin through the woods in the middle of of an arrow of skittering little green things with spears and weaponry on their back, tracking through the forest. And as you're going... Tamsin keeps like checking up on you almost to see if you're like still there maybe or if you were a dream or something and it's at, in the middle of all this that from somewhere in the formation you hear <laughs> and all the little ones stop and they whip around and they turn to Tamsin sort of like glancing at you Tamsin stops And 
arms and gets full to the ground, full prone. Hold B, all the way. <laughs> Little bow in in grip, shuffling on the ground. You, what are you doing? I'm with them, all the way. I'm Damn. doing it too. Okay. Fucking unit. So you're just like on the ground, shitty little spear in your hands, going. Follow Tams, and as Tamsin goes, the, the little ones sort of file in line behind you guys. Because they give you a berth. Why berth at least? Tamsin stops as you get to the crested edge of a pocket of little trees here. It's not quite a clearing because perfectly concentrically, we're about like 10 feet in, there's another layer of trees. And then 10 feet more, another. And then 5 feet more, another layer of like beautifully layered trees. Through which this light, this lilting white light is emanating. And as you get in there, and stop, the white light in the center of these rings of trees shifts. And it moves. And you see this thing walk a little bit. And the white light is coming from the glittering strands of this thing's fur as its six hooved legs buckle and like almost trawl the earth as it moves a few steps. As it looks upwards, these huge antlers peeling in all directions, almost like fractals, rear back from its head. It's turned sort of away from you, but it goes down, sort of clearly eating some of the soil. Tamsin looks to you. Tamsin makes one move out of the circle, in, like through the first thing of the circle of trees. The wind almost like shifts direction following Tamsin's movement. The thing on six legs snaps its head up and wheels toward, like turns its head towards you. And you get the full view of its long head with seven eyes and a bifold mouth. It's got like one set of mouth up here and another like slice of the sky dragon. I was face. about to say yeah. that! Like this two set of mouth but it wheels round. I hate that. And it locks all of its eyes with at le the very least tans in as its mouth one goes open <laughs> second one <laughs> and the grass like whipples and radiates with its roar. And that's what we'll pick up in a week. Hmm. <sighs> Spicy. Oh no! I'm ready to you can do a lot with two mouths. Work. You can do a lot with yeah. two mouths. A lot with two mouths. God. So, welcome to Regulus, folks. To uh, welcome to the Hot Wilds. What a fucking weird ass creature. You're gonna have to deal with it as you see fit. Um, good stuff. Fabulous, fabulous role. I said this off camera, but I'll say it on camera as well. Fabulous role playing. From a group of three, it really, especially in the beginning of a campaign when we're still figuring out what, how these characters live and on how gods interact with the world. So I, I'm very excited to see more of it. Um, yeah, and we will brace ourselves for some action, whether that means combat or not. We will brace ourselves for some action next time. Uh, as for you guys, thank you for tuning in. We had some lovely representation in the chat today. Um, Yes, please. Thank you, Nemi, for this. Uh, come uh, join us on our Discord. You get lots of fun tidbits on there. Like, things get posted early. There are fun little reveals that happen off often. You, you have access to the map 
right now the world map is only on our Discord, so uh, come do that. That's also where we'll be doing a lot of the like uh, interaction from you guys uh, about. And I have some questions for you about uh, prehistoric worlds. I would love some help from you guys with soon. So join our Discord. Uh, well, you know, follow us where you feel like following us. Mm, tell a friend. Tell a friend. All the best tales do spread by word of mouth. That's true. Mm. And um, be kind to each other this following week. And that's really all I've got for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I will see you guys in a week from now. Pleasure. See Bye, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bards of New York. We really hope you enjoyed it, because we enjoy making it. Catch Bards of New York every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Bards of New York. That's twitch.tv slash Bards of New York. Or catch us on Mondays on YouTube and wherever podcasts are found. Thank you again for listening. Your support means so much to us. And have a good rest of your day.